Tottenham get battered everywhere they go. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing, boys? <laughs> Oh, good. Good. It's just oh, in time. Just in time. Well, this happened again. <laughs> happened again. Tottenham is that, It's happened again. Is that is that the Champions League music I hear in the distance? <laughs> I played that to my mates and they were like, why are you being so embarrassing? I was like, I'm just trying to get us prepared for it. We're going to win it all. Yeah. We're still going down. <laughs> um, he still stands on the high hopes of Moyes out. And it's How many like, points from safety are we? <laughs> Twenty-three points to go. Come on, your lines. Yeah. No. no, let's. Uh, we'll, we'll get. We'll get cracking with a go in a minute. Matt, handle me up. Oh, kinky. Okay. Um, follow us on Facebook or whatever it is on Facebook. Uh, Pretty Boys Podcast and Twitter at Bubbles underscore Podcast. Uh, like us on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube, and follow us on anywhere that you get your podcasts. We will be there. And click that Probably. notification bell, and you won't miss a video. Yeah, that too. Look at that guy. Oh, this is, he's a pro. <laughs> um, so, since the last time we spoke, we've had two games. One in Europe, one in the Premier League. Two more wins. Three wins in a, on a bounce. Zero two goals conceded. Zero goals conceded. Yeah, it's not, not, a, bad, not a bad week, really, is it? Um, let's very quickly discuss Genk, uh, Genk um, as that was Thursday night, that was first. Anyone want to talk me through it? Anyone want to give me their opinions on the game itself? I'll jump in quickly. Um, it was it was one of those, weren't it? It was like, I think we were all fairly confident going into the game, um, purely based on what little we knew about Genk and their form going into it. They surprised me. In that sort of first in that first half, really, I thought they came out pretty well. Obviously, had the goal they set out for offside, which was pretty tight. Um, but once the goal came, it was almost a bit like that was their resistance over. Um, just before halftime, perfect time to get that goal. And then two goals in a few minutes in the second half, and it really killed them off. Um, it gave us the ability to take a few players off and rest them. And it was, I think it was just a pretty professional performance. Um, we did what we needed to do. It was good that we didn't have to play Antonio and we, we managed to still bag three goals. Um, Keepers obviously let himself down for our third goal, Bowen's goal. But other than that, I think we would, we were the better side. Um, and I think we just that little bit of extra class that showed through in the end. I think they had a clear game plan and that was to play us on the counter. And it worked pretty well in the first half. They actually created some good chances. They looked like they were a drill team. But obviously we score at such a key point you change your team talk like if you go in one nil or like it changes it all they've got to be a bit more on the front foot they can't play as much counter and it just opened the game up for us a lot more we could see why they struggle at set pieces and like we exploited that both our center half scoring they looked okay they had a couple of good players Junior Ito uh, the Japanese winger was handy I didn't think Onyaku was bad he just got isolated by the end of the game but yeah, like I think the most important thing is Rapid Vienna beat um, Dynamo Zagreb, so we're basically guaranteed to come top now. Like if we don't, it's pretty embarrassing. It's two more points, isn't it? Uh, four, four points guarantees it. But the the way I see that game, Genk Genk in the last few years have had a lot of European experience. Uh, played some played a couple of years in the Champions League, played Europa League. Mm. I mean, they were going to be mugs, and I thought we were really professional. First 20 minutes, I thought we looked poor. But once we grew into the game, it really, again, wasn't really a contest. Um, and that's that's great. That's exactly how you want that to be. Um, it'll be tougher away from home, I'm sure, uh, in two weeks' time. They'll, I'm sure they'll be very good at home. But if they, they've got, they're going to have to play a bit more attacking at home, so that probably will suit us. They seem to be in really bad form. They lost yesterday to Ghent. 3-0 mm. at home. So I think they're probably not as strong as they probably would have been in previous seasons. But like in general, it's just winning your first three games, not conceding a goal. Like I think they said the only team that's done that is Seville and they went on to win the tournament. So that's a hell of an omen. Like I've been so impressed and the King scored, so I've I'm very happy. We had we we were lucky with the group though, to be fair. The group could have been a lot worse. Oh, we exactly. There was people disappointed though. Like I remember when me and Higo spoke about it and it was like people were like, Oh, we wanted to get the bigger teams and you're like, nah. We've got one of the nicer groups and like we're very 
with heavy favourites to get through. Like you yeah. play, you play the bigger teams later win on. in Europe, possibly lose. Guys, yeah. we could, <laughs> we could be playing bloody Barcelona at this rate in exactly. the Europa League. Like, and I'd back us to win it at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> you'd rather play the big guys in a two-legged match, match than in a group stage. Because there's a lot more. Do you know what I mean? So, could yeah. you imagine the atmosphere? Oh, that'd be unbelievable. That'd be unbelievable. Um, anything more we want to discuss quickly on Genk before... James, what's, sorry, I'm not actually, what was your thoughts on it Thursday? Um, to be fair, I thought that they pleasantly surprised me a little bit, actually, because I thought, um, considering how they were... Weren't they meant to be one of the weaker ones out of the ones we played? Not supposed to... I, I don't know. I just thought they seemed to They were to second be seeds most, in the group. Yeah, mm. they seem to be like actually quite threatening at some point. So, and I, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit worried at one point um, that we were, we were just a little bit too open at one point in the game, probably more so the first half. And, and then and then as soon as we got that goal, uh, I, I, my, my mentality changed. I was thinking, well, they've got to work twice as hard to even get back into this now. And obviously the floodgates open then. Um and I quite like mate, you, like you said, Matt. Like the quality then shone through a little bit. Um, but yeah, Jamie, I agree that that uh, was he Japanese, is he? The guy yeah. on the right wing. Yeah, yeah he, uh, he he seemed a bit lively. And like like you said, he was uh, the 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 guy out front. He seemed a bit isolated because I feel like they just didn't have the quality to get the ball to him in the positions. He was almost playing that hot target man role, but wasn't quite getting it properly, mm. was he? So, um, but you know, that's that's thought, credit, credit to everyone thought, that played. I thought Ariola was a bit shaky early. Like that one he comes out to collect, uh, yeah. tries to punch out. If that goes in, that's all on him, that goal. And there was a couple of other moments I thought he was a bit shaky. But other than that, everyone was pretty solid, I thought. Really, I think so. Yeah. And, and we'll talk, talk more about the goalkeeping situation just, just, in a bit. Just, so. like, just, just really, really happy, to be honest. Like, per, what, you know, perfect right. time to be a West Ham fan at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> Here you go. Do you want to finish what you were saying? It's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, people have been quick to jump on any sort of even a half mistake by Fabianski. And when mm. you see Ariola, and I agree, he was a little bit shaky at a couple of points on Thursday. It'll be interesting to see if those dissenting voices get a little bit quieter from now on. If that was Fabianski, we would not have heard the end of it. Not yeah, heard the end of it. definitely agree with that. I actually think, in all honesty, in, in all the games that Ariola started, he's looked shaky to begin with. Um, He's grown into each game without a doubt, and he's he's an unbelievable shot stopper. But he has made some shake, especially coming out for crosses. He looked pretty shaky early on. Um, but right now, who's the better goalkeeper? That's probably a question for another day. Because um, yeah, while you're winning, while you're winning, you can't really change things. You know what I mean? Um, the the update on the on the odds in the Europa League: we're one to sixteen to win the group. We're twelve to one favourites to lift the trophy as it stands. And I was just looking at the teams that are third in all the Champions League groups at the moment. Um, so you've got Bruges, who are third in their group. Porto, who are level on points with Atletico Madrid. Uh, Sporting, Inter Milan, Barcelona, Atalanta, Lille and Zenit. So there's some fairly decent sides that could be dropping down. Yeah. But they'd have you look to play, they've got to play second in the group, haven't they? Yeah, they'll play second in the group. But then you've got to imagine they're, they're obviously going to be favourites then to get through yeah. that tie. Yeah. So what, what, what's that leave? 16, round of 16. Yeah, you go straight into the round of 16 if you win your group. And if you come second, uh, you play obviously like the round of 32. That would be so. unbelievable to win the group. And, and we should from there, do you know what I mean? Because that gives you an extra two midweek midweeks about another game. Yeah. Rest you it up just, a little bit, and then and then go. You don't there. play a um, in what is it a midweek game in Europe? I think till March. So yeah. literally, that it opens up so much time. And okay, Wednesday's going to be tough. Like, let's be honest, we're very we don't expect to win on Wednesday. That basically puts our midweek fixtures to a back burner. Because I was talking with uh, down the pub with Willett. Uh, and me and him disagreed. I said, once we win the group, if we win the group, I'm still going to say if, I said we start resting people and rotating because he's of the belief Rice plays every minute in Europa League. And I'm like, well, we're playing for something and we're playing to get top. I agree. 
But the second you've got top secured, I think that's when you start bringing in your younger players. You start bringing in your Danchesters, yeah. who's made his debut. You start giving people minutes who don't, because you don't want to risk injury more than anything. That's ultimately what I think. Not to give the other, like the the youngsters, you just don't want Declan Rice picking up a pointless hamstring injury in a game that he didn't need to play. Yeah, I I, I do agree with you. But you got first of all, you got to win the group. Um, yeah, and. I think he's actually rotated really well. Mm. Right, Rice and Zuchek have played a lot of minutes, but and Cresswell I think has played a lot of minutes in that mm. in, in the Europa League as well. But other than that, Vlasic should play, and Yarmolenko has been playing, and then he sort of lets one of the others play as well. So I think he's Lanzini's got a lot of minutes in the Europa League. I was going to say since um, um, John, uh, not Johnson, uh, Kufal and. Frederick's both been away, injured and stuff. Like Johnson's really stepped up and he's been superb for the last three games. He's done a really good job coming in and I feel like he's actually his, his position to lose now. I, think. I thought yesterday was his best game for us. I thought yesterday was his best game going forward. I still think going forward, there's a lot to work on, personally. Yeah, Defensive, I agree with that. Exactly the same with Kufal. I don't know. I don't think that. I think Kufel is so much better going forward than Johnson. I'm not saying that he's not better. Never never once said he's not better than Johnson going forward, but he's not exactly amazing. He's not like a Trent going forward or something like that. Ben Johnson. Yeah, no, not many people are, are they? <laughs> that, that's what, he's that's still what got eight assists in the league last season. He's I got think better going forward. He does a great job going forward. My point is when you've got Johnson and Creswell, I feel like it's pretty obvious where our service going to come from when our fullbacks get forward when Kufau's in you have to accommodate for that that's more what I'm thinking I've, I sort of think they're different different types of attackers if you're looking at Johnson Johnson's as you see yesterday he's going to he's not afraid to take someone on where Kressel's going to deliver and Kufau will deliver so it's probably not a bad it's not a bad thing to have someone different like that he just no. again he just needs to work on his work on that final ball because he's it's not so much his crossing that's a problem most most of the time for him it's his five yard pass that becomes a problem. Yeah, I agree. it's not a bad shout. I'll tell you what I was just looking at as well. I was looking at the odds for the next round of fixtures. So our, our away trip to Genk, 10 to 11. I like those. That's almost evens. Get on that oh, early yeah, doors before really? that comes in. Especially worth with our away record at the moment. Worth a score. I was just looking at, um, I was looking at our minutes just to see who's played the most minutes for West Ham this year. And it looks like it is Aaron Creswell. Yeah, Creswell's played the most minutes for us this year. Uh, by the looks of it, because he's massive, he's been injured, isn't he? Um, yeah, because Creswell walked by now, Rice and Fabianski are the only people to play in every single league game. Um, and then Europa League, the only person who's got more minutes than Creswell is Diop, who's played in every minute. So, yeah, yeah Creswell's been the, the mainstay of the West Ham team. And I, I know Daryl doesn't love him, but I think he's been brilliant. Recently. I would say yesterday he was fantastic. Him and Declan Rice, yes, he stood out by country. Oh, one. I, I thought Zuma was the best player on our the pitch. Should we, we just jump onto it now? Then, yeah, yeah. Zuma was Zuma's great, but you know exactly what you're getting from Zuma. Um, I think right now Zuma's absolutely solid, but Cresswell and Declan Rice just for me just epitomised West Ham to a T yesterday. That's how, that's how we play, and that's how, that's how we that's how we seem to go with things. That might be brilliant, the pair of them. But then I can't fault any single person on that pitch yesterday. No, mm. not well played, bro. And I haven't been able to fault anyone for three weeks. Mm. I thought it was a bit... you must be shaking. <laughs> I thought it was a very poor game yesterday, but we got out the right side of it. And I'm never going to complain if you don't if you don't play brilliantly. It's a scrappy game, and you win one nil. When Nuno came out and said they were the better team, and yet they didn't have a single shot in the second half. I can't take you seriously. Same as them clowns on that Spurs oh, TV. Oh, no. them, them oh, they're like, it's against a runner play. We've been the better team. I was like, what are you watching? I thought they were okay yesterday and they looked half dangerous at times. The mm. better team. Like, it just deluded yids all the time. Doing waiting. I think the main thing for like, you could tell the atmosphere got edgy a five, ten minutes after we score because it was all them on the ball. But I was saying this to my mate next to me. I went, yes, they've had all the ball, but they've created nothing. They've just had the ball in non-dangerous areas where they can't do anything. 
it just doesn't look aesthetically pleasing because they've got 90% of the ball. And ultimately, it didn't come to fruition and we got the win. This is really, I was going to bring this up a little bit later on, but um, it's a question because, again, once again, yesterday I thought Harry Kane was horrendous. He was terrible and he's been bad for weeks. What does Gareth Southgate do with him? Oh, you take him. Captain, oh, you, you take him. He's, he's, he's in the squad. But right now, he, he said he's going to play people on form and stuff like that. Kane isn't on form. Like, Tammy's scoring goals. You've got other, other people scoring goals. You've, you could try this false nine that where Foden and that have been playing. Do we have to play him? You don't have to play him. But again, if he's hungry, Kane was horrendous. Mm. I really but don't I think, think you've got the other thing is look before that hungry game, he'd scored in what was it, 15 straight qualifiers or something like that? He's he yeah, is a lot as of those good, he's as close to undroppable as you can be in that England squad. And I just don't think I don't see the point. Especially when you've got the amount of creativity and stuff around him. I think he's looking bad in that Spurs side at the moment because they're not they weren't making anything happen. I was watching Match of the Day two earlier today and um some of the things that they were talking about. When, when they were chasing the game towards the end, they had no width. It was all just coming through that centre. And mm. because of that, they're not getting balls into the box. And anything that is coming in, it's so compact and there's so many bodies in there. There's nowhere for, like, there's nowhere for anyone to make anything happen. There's no space. If the ball drops, there's too many bodies. So I think it, it, him looking bad at the moment is more emblematic of a wider problem at Spurs, not so much all on his shoulders. Yes, no, he, no, poor. he needs to make all on his shoulders. But but he Nuno doesn't look up for it. Nuno weren't the answer. When they brought in Nuno, it was never the right appointment. They, yeah, but they had six managers turned down. No one was going to be the answer. That's the thing. Yeah. I think what it is is the Tottenham for the last few years with the with the um I guess you can't really call it success, but I guess you can do in the last few years their progression in you know major European tournaments how they've been finishing in the league, the, the fact that they've been contending. I think their mentality is that we deserve better than the standard averagely, maybe just above average Premier League manager. Mm. So they, they think they're getting, they should be getting in the two cows, the, you know, the mm. Marino, aren't they? But they should be getting these sort of calibre of managers that you'd get at Real Madrid, at Barcelona, at, all these sort of PSGs, these sort of clubs. And when really in reality, they're not quite there yet. Like, you know, Tottenham are a big club, but they're not got the silverware to back it up to draw these managers in. And I think it was a massive mistake for them for letting Pochettino go. And even the guy that they had before him, the one they come, they come second that year, I think, no, they they came What's second. With Poch. They, he had Poch, one year. They had one year. that was a really good manager. I thought nah. he was really good. What was his name? Who was the manager I'm before him? Up, but I can't think who it was. He was decent. I, I don't know who you're on about. To be honest, oh. he okay. literally had one spell. I think it was like a year. Andre Villas Boas. No, yeah, he, he, I think he didn't second. Didn't come second. Oh, well, they had a good man. They they like. Uh, I think they were. Um, I know that a Tottenham fan, a friend of mine, he he said that was his favourite manager that he's had. Even though know, actually the manager before him was uh, Tim Sherwood. Tim Sherwood. Yeah, when he. <laughs> Do you know who they yeah. would have been a better appointment for Tottenham? Grandpa. Grandpa, yeah, that's what. Grandpa yeah. would have been a fantastic appointment. He would have played more progressive football. Harry Kane and Son would have been brilliant. Like. Graham Potter would have been a really good appointment. You would have got one of the best young managers coming up. It just felt so obvious. And it's... Like, it's a good... <laughs> the thing is with Tottenham, there is, there is a good, you know, they've got the, they've got an amazing stadium and they've got they've got the foundations in place. It's just that obviously I think without winning anything for such a long time, they've got they've not got that lure like the, the Chelsea's and Cities mm. and you know what I mean. Another, and another problem they have is if you want a big manager like someone like a Tuchel, a Conte, anyone like that, they're going to want money to spend. And with Lever, you never know what you're going to get in terms of finances back into come. So say like, I don't know if Harry came if how much of that money would you get back to spend on track? Like there's never, that's always in the air with Spurs. 
Mm. How nice is but it's bloody brilliant. It yeah, it's fantastic. 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 Yeah. Um, Antonio, again, yes, the mother goal against Spurs. He loves playing against Spurs. <laughs> Did you see his interview? Uh, I didn't after. Oh, he's, he's brilliant, isn't he? I just love it. The guy is just hilarious. Like, he, he just soaks up. There's like, um, you seem to like, you seem to like scoring against Tottenham. And he was basically saying, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's so from funny. You've got to go and check that out if you haven't watched it. It's, it comes, uh, and the game in general, like he was like a couple of times up against Romero, just absolutely bullying him. He's just such a unit. But for the goal, I mean, What's Harry Kane doing defensively? It's like he's he's not even watching the ball and it's just all of a sudden Why is Harry Kane marking Mikel Antonio? It's a striker defending, though. That's the strikers defending. Someone's one of the the pundits on Match of the Day said if it was in the other box, would he look a little bit more energised? And you guarantee he would. You've got to defend and you've got to be willing to attack the ball like you would if Mm. you were trying to score a goal. And the best one for that... Always was Andy Carroll. Yeah, he was always good defensively. Andy Carroll was would attack everything, either end. And Kane just he don't look like he wants he don't want to be there for once. To be fair, Andy he, Carroll he saw, that yesterday. If Andy Carroll saw the ball in the air, he'd literally just throw his fucking head at it. He didn't give a fuck. He's right. different class in the air, Carroll. Different class. Um quickly, I heard I've read a little bit this morning about this tackle on four nails and people saying that. Romero uh, Spain. Not too sure on that myself, but people seem to be running with it. When I was in the stadium, everyone thought it was a foul, but I didn't even think it was a free kick. I thought it was just a throw. And it felt like it was like it was just given for he was chirping back to four now, so no reason at all. Like it it felt like a fair tackle. He won the ball, he's taking it out for a throw, and it just it was handcuffed hand bags after it that kind of revitalised us. I felt like it gave us some energy in the game. I haven't seen it if he's spitting or not, so I'd be wrong to... All there is is one picture doing the rounds on social media and it looks like there's something... I don't think it's anything like that. I think he's just having a go at him. Um, And I don't know why. It was so unnecessary. There was no need for it. As you say, Jay, it wasn't a foul. He's won the ball. And it's not as though Fournals is diving or anything like that. He has made contact, but he's won the ball. It's not a foul. Mm. So, yeah, and like you say, it seemed to really kick us back into life a little bit when it seemed as though the game was coming to a bit of a lull. So, he's he's only stitched himself up in the end and he's looked like a bit of an idiot. Bang on, there yeah. was no reason for him to do that. Absolutely he no was, reason at all. He looked and very he, lightweight for the league. Cost him a, cost him a book in the end, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, um, anything else you want to talk about from yesterday's game? Um, I was just, just, just going to sort of talk about Rice's interview. He said... Um, he said to the report, we've completely transformed the way we are as players, as people, and that's down to the manager. It's down to the players buying into what he wants. And every time we go out there, even if we're beaten, we come off the pitch knowing that we've given everything. Just shows you a difference in their mentality now. And he doesn't play like... I think he, I think he's generally... He loves this club. He does. And I think he's going to take a hell of a lot. I think, he, you know, he, will, he probably will move on. He could probably move on next season. But... I think it's going to take a hell of a lot uh, to probably, you know, he's, he's not going to want to leave, but, you know, if the it's just going to be hard for him to leave, I think. But I don't think it's the fact that he, he, he'll he want to or not. He'll need to to better his career. In, hey, in we're in the Champions League. We'll be in the Champions League. If, if we somehow <laughs> get the Champions League football next year, his, his price tag goes up again and he'd have no reason to leave because he'll be playing Champions League football. Yep. Yeah. If we don't, maybe he might stay again if we're in the Europa League again to still European football, but he will need to be playing Champions League football in the next mm. two years. I think the yeah. main thing is there's a clear progression at the club. And while yeah. West Ham are succeeding, we can demand more. If we were at the lower parts of the table where we're kind of getting by, like 13th every year, 12th every year, then it makes him getting out of this club a lot, lot, like you look at it, like Leicester. the Greenish. Like no, no, I was thinking more Leicester. Like Leicester, are different to Villa. Look at Leicester when Maguire left, Chilwell left, 
Um, who's other star players that have left Mahrez. them? Uh, Can Mahrez. Mahrez. They could demand a bigger fee than other clubs because they're pushing for Europe. They're like, well, you're a direct rival to us now. Like, you have to pay a premium. And then they reinvest it in really good players. Like, West Ham right now are in that similar position that it will take £100 million to get him out. And ultimately... Best team in London. Yeah, like... I like what Morrison said yesterday. Um, like a hundred million last year was a bargain. Now that bargain's gone. Yeah, the way he's playing, bargain. Yeah. Like he's he's playing out of his out of his skin. He's moment. not a pure number six anymore. He's more like a number eight with the amount of out attacking output he gives us. Every time I watch him play, it gets better. Mm-hmm. And he's and I can say it now, and, and I've seen the likes of Payet and Di Canio and all these other players for West Ham. And good midfielders like Carrick and Lampard. Right now, Rice is the best of the lot. Just technically, bet the best player West Ham have had in years. With and consistency, is that what you mean yeah. as well? Yeah. Consistency, skill, fight, passion. It's amazing to see. It's great to have him to have a player like that in our side that we want to we want to stay around. Right, we, we've had Noble to cheer for years, but he's never been that. That player, that good of a player that we can really get behind. Declan Rice mm. is that player we can get behind. Yeah. Like yeah. you can really see Declan Rice lifting a trophy at West Ham if he starts. Yeah, he's def I feel like at the moment, in the last sort of like he's always been superb anyway. You know, you're always gonna get a solid seven, eight out of ten from him every week. But I feel like in the last month, he's kind of showing that world class player attitude and leadership and setting by example. You know, other teams like the fact that even other players, other fans are saying that I get, I get what the fuss is about now. Best player on the pitch, sort of. He has that aura at the moment about him. When uh, there's just hope, you know, he leads us to some sort of silverware this year. What a way to league this season, Europa League. What I do to win that and noble lift that. Mate, (laughs) without playing the final and then lifting it in his full kit. Yeah, do you know what though? I John said, Terry. Uh, it's so stupid, right? I, on my first, this is how stupid I can be sometimes on FIFA. I actually got to the Europa League final, right? And I purposely subbed Mark Noble on so he can lift the trophy. And that's just, a, but it's got to be done. Can't believe, be done. Talking, I can't believe we're talking about FIFA. Oh, yeah, yeah, mate. You know, but that's 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 what you want. I want that for him. I, I still remember when Surely. James used a football comparison to FIFA. I can't remember <laughs> what it was. That it was about was bringing Noble on to take the penalty against me. Oh, yeah. 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 It was. That was... Uh... Let's move on. Uh, let's anyway, go. I, wanted, I wanted to briefly talk about Antonio and his fitness because I was reading on The Athletic earlier um, about... And he said this earlier in the year about how he's changed his diet. And there's a couple of quotes from here. So he's, he's cut out red meat from his diet. Um, and he's also sort of changing the work he's doing in the gym as well. Uh, and he said, I've come to realise I'm no longer the young pup that I used to be. I kept believing that I was. There were certain things in life I was doing that I could have been better with. I used to eat what I wanted. I wasn't the best eater. Now I've changed my diet and routine of life. And I've noticed since it, I've had less niggles and I've not felt my hamstrings at all. And then the comparison was he's played 716 minutes in the league so far this season. And after the first nine games of last season, he played 485. Wow. That just shows how much more we're getting out of him. He just doesn't look unfit either. Like, you know, on the pitch, we used to think he looked like he was blowing out his arsehole after about 70 minutes. He don't look that as much anymore. Mm. It, it also took him a while after each hamstring injury to get fully back into yeah. it, which did mm. help on that. And, and as well, we're better at containing possession and he's not chasing after yeah. everything as much. You think you do that over the course of an hour, you're going to get shattered. Yeah. And the thing is, now we're better at containing the thing is now with Moyes from this point on, yeah, we've we've played Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday for a while now, but this next two months with the Christmas period, he'll ha- he will still have to find games to rest him. Like yeah. not not having him in the squad the other night was the right thing to do. Go away again, don't play him. Just yeah, he's Moyes' decision making seems to be have gotten a lot better with his substitutions lately. <laughs> If he plays him tomorrow night, I have no problem. Uh, Wednesday night, I have no problem with that. Man City in the Cup's a massive game. You win that, you feel like the Cup's almost yeah. like... You've got a real chance. I feel like you've got one hand on it almost. But mm. if you can if you can now rest him for those games 
in the Europa League. Not even not even having the squad because you've got enough there really to to get yeah. through that. Perfect, absolutely perfect. Because you play pretty much two games a week up until Jan- up until January now. Yeah, so it's, it's it's so important to keep him fit. Maybe and, and I, I agree with you what you were saying earlier, Jay. Maybe the same with Declan. Maybe after this Ghent game, just yeah, like leave, leave my own. Yeah, you just what's the point in risking them, like? If you get that win against Genk, you're up to 12 points. And depending on what happens in the Vienna and Zagreb game, they're going to be six points behind you with um, six points max to play with. Like, And they've got a player. Yeah. And you also have the benefit of if you've got a out, it goes on record to go above them. So, yeah, it's ours to lose, 100%. Speaking of resting players, and we haven't really mentioned this, we just talk about how hilarious it was that all of Spurs players were rested on Thursday before their <laughs> yeah it's for yeah, our, yeah, it's, for it's, our, it's cup our cup final and yeah. they still couldn't put in a performance and even score a goal. It's just oh. the test battered them too. I looked at the stats and I watched a bit of it in the pub before our game. They battered them. They really Good. battered them. Um, should we move on to the yeah. late uh, to the next two games? Right. So again, we played two games this week, Wednesday and Sunday. Uh, I believe we're not on TV Wednesday night. Uh, no, we are not. Preston v there. Liverpool is on the TV. No, nah, of course Liverpool are on TV again. Um, but we are on TV Sunday. Let's get into Matt's stats for Wednesday night. Well, Matt gonna... stats. See, I haven't bothered with the, the full stats for this because we're going to play them twice in the league and it's just going to get a bit silly. But I wanted to just talk about City's record in this competition, which we all know is quite good. So <laughs> last year, they won it, beating Spurs in the final 1-0. The year before that, they won, won it, beating it. Villa 2-1. The year before that, they, they won, won it. it, beating Chelsea 4-3 on penalties. Uh, that was the the year of the the Kepa refusing to yes. be subbed during oh. the final. So um, the year before that, so the, this is four seasons ago now. They won it, beating Arsenal three 0 in the final. And then when we get back to the sixteen seventeen season, we can finally find a match that they lost in this competition um, when they lost one nil to Manchester United in the fourth round, uh, thanks to a one matter goal. So they've not by, lost a game outside of Manchester. They haven't lost a guard, a gut a game in out of Manchester in this competition in like how many years? Since the 14-15 season when they lost to Newcastle away. Um so yeah, they've won it the last four years, five out of the last six years, and six out of the last eight years. So yeah, we Lord are averages. Yeah, they're two one. Um, so yeah, we're, we're definitely fighting an uphill battle here. I was just looking at the odds, we're six to one to win. I know that, um, obviously, they've got pretty much two squads that are that could easily win the Premier League. Um, but it shows that they still put importance on this tournament, mm. like big, big teams, uh, big teams can because they've got bigger squads, but showing that they showing that they want to win these tournaments, these, these cup competitions. and and I think now that is showing to the likes of us and uh, Leicester and teams, they're playing stronger teams. So uh, I've just looked up their team when they beat Wickham 6-1. Their back five is all youngsters. Like, if you look at the squad numbers of the defenders, it's 56-94-79-97. I've not going to tell you who they Good are. numbers there. Because you don't know, <laughs> you won't know who they are. But that's basically the defence. The midfield was Kevin De Bruyne, a youngster, Phil Foden, and then up top was Mares Torres Sterling. So they do respect the competition. They do put out a strong side. It's just, I would imagine we'd go quite strong though. Like, but we I go, respect. You got to, We go strong this week, but they go stronger than they did against Wickham. Yeah, he's going to uh, play Sterling because uh, Agreedy. She's playing every league game. He's going to play Sterling, isn't he? Yeah, yeah Sterling I'd don't ex- play much. I'd expect 
Um, I, I know that we can game De Bruyne and Foden play to come back from injury. Yeah. But one of them probably play. Um, Sterling definitely plays. You're gonna have you're gonna have a good back four again because they've, they've got people that can do it. Like Stones probably plays. He's hardly played minutes. He he probably plays this week uh, Wednesday night. They they'll be you strong. Look, you look at some of their players that didn't start against Brighton at the weekend. So you have got Stones like you mentioned. Nathan Ake was on the bench. Sinchenko, De Bruyne, Mares. It wouldn't even surprise me to see Cole Palmer play. Um, Cole Palmer because he got his. Yeah. He played the Champions League. He came on in the Champions League and got a goal last week. Yeah, so you is. never know. You can yeah. see someone like him. He seems quite a bright player as well. Um, <laughs> just that's it's just mental, isn't it? The man, the fact that they can just like England's best centre back. Well, arguably, he's and not on even fold right now. He's not even playing. But definitely ain't Harry Maguire, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just. It's just crazy the squad depth and quality they've got. The only reason he's not really starting is because he did have that injury, and he's the only games he's really had is for England because he has been struggling with a niggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I merit Laporte's doing well, so you can't really drop Laporte, him. Laporte's different well, class as well. That's the thing, isn't it? When you've got when you've got players that like like these like these these guys have at their disposal, you've literally got to be on your A game twenty four seven, and you kind of what does me when you see players like Ake go there because you know that he's not going to play. Week in, week out. Uh, all right, he shouldn't have played at Bournemouth. He should have obviously left Bournemouth. But... And he, he had, had a big injury. Like, that yeah. was the problem, were not it? As soon as he got there, he had a big injury. Yeah. Mm. And I think as well, he could fill in at left back, and that's been their main issue. So he probably felt, oh, I could get more game time. Then. I think he's a, very, he's a really good defender. Really good defender. Yeah. So, um, yeah. this... Want to do predictions now? Yeah, I, let's be honest, there's not much to say, really. No, Matt, we're... what's the updated table for the predictions? Well, annoyingly, Daryl was the only person to predict a West Ham win. Uh, no one predicted the right score How? or scorer. So, Daryl extends his lead by two points at the top of the table. What about Genk? Oh, yeah, did, uh, none of us. Uh, no, so, we all, got, we all got two points against uh, for the Genk game. So three of us predicted 2-0 uh, and Daryl predicted 3-1. So it's just two points all around there. Okay. Um, this is a tough one to call because the thing is, I'm so crap at predicting, I might as well just go the opposite way. and Just, I, just, I'm, don't, I'm, just don't do it. I'm just, no, I'm, I'm going to go for a win. Fuck it, yeah. I know. I'm gonna do it. He's so far adrift it. that he's thinking, "Let's go again." It's the yeah flow. I'm not actually that far adrift. I'm only a point or two actually now. I know, but of Daryl, I meant. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. I'm gonna go for a two-one win, and I'm gonna go for first goal scorer to be. Fucking hell. I'm going to go for Ogbonna. He won't play. You sure? I'm pretty confident. In City, you, know. you can change it up. Change it. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If it ain't Ogbonna, I'm going to go for Dawson if he's not playing. Uh, I'm going to go 3 2 City. And if Lanzini plays, Lanzini scores first. <laughs> I'll go 3 1 City. Rian Mares to score first. See, I, I've also already gone three-one City. Um, I haven't picked a first goal scorer yet, but I'll think I'll go for a West Ham player, I and mean, it'll give us a little cock tease, like a little glimmer of hope. Yeah, I love you. I've all been proper, like a little bit optimistic, and I've done. We're going to lose. Mares going to score first, three-one. I'm going to go for Antonio. Actually, oh, Why don't be wrong. My head is where all you three are at. completely (laughs) but you know like these I think the way we're playing at the moment and you know I think if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen now so that's why I'm just taking a whim on it fair enough there you go Um, why not why not after City we play Sunday 4.30 Against Villa at Villa Park. Is that on Sky or anything? It is on yeah. Sky. It is. Um, 
We're just on yeah. TV all the time now because we're massive. Because <laughs> we're, we're massive, massive club. <laughs> uh, let's go back to Matt Stats. Oh, you love Matt Stats. <laughs> I like the way that it cut you off halfway through, you little butt. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. I'll have you myself. So, um, yeah, head to head against Villa. We have played each other 114 times. In all comps, uh, Jamie, I'll start with you. How many do you think we've won? 138. Um, 114. Did you say 138? Yeah. Where have I you got 138? <laughs> I'm trying to be optimistic. Uh, I will go 43. James. I'm going to go for 46. Daryl. 41. Forty-two, right ah, between you. Damn, damn. So one forty-two, drawn thirty-four, lost thirty-eight. So it's fairly even. Mm. Um, Moise's record against Villa is slightly better. Um, played them twenty-eight times, uh, which is quite a lot. Uh, one ten, drawn twelve, lost six. Mm. Dean Smith's record against West Ham is played for. One none, drawn two, lost two, which of course is just the last two seasons. And Moyes' record against Smith and their head-to-head is three meetings. Moyes won two and drawn one, and he's yet to lose to him, obviously, which is is the same as because it's those last two seasons that he's played him. Um, yeah, we've done the double over him last season, uh, and the season before that uh, were, were two draws, uh, including that one right near the end of the season uh, when they ensured their survival. Yeah. Yeah. So. Going back on their last five as well, they've won one, lost four. Um, conceded. Uh, trying to count. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> 10, I think. Yeah, three against Chelsea. Um, three, six, eight, ten. Conceded ten in their last five. And that the big one for me was that loss against Wolves. Yeah, being two 0 up and throwing that away, especially against their sort of mid, their black country rivals, that yeah. is that is a big one. And they looked poor against Arsenal on Friday night. Yeah, they, they just, were very bad. They just seemed so defensively naive, and it took Smith a long time to change it when it clearly wasn't working. They were just getting outnumbered, and yeah, I think they'll probably turn up on Sunday. Don't get me wrong, um, <laughs> but they just don't look. They don't look at the side that they have done. And obviously, Greenwich is a massive loss for them. Uh, and they haven't... Buendia, they brought in with the idea of sort of being that replacement. Not it hasn't really come off. Um, Ings has been a fairly decent signing. Um, but I feel like it's almost taken away from Watkins with them playing two up front. Um, so I don't really know how exactly how they're going to line up. But it should be an interesting one. I think the one thing that plays into their hands as well is they played on Friday night and they yeah, play on Wednesday. Yeah, basically, they don't play in the week either. No, so they've got over a week off, which will really help them out. But they can score goals. You show with with the likes of Ings and Watkins, they can they can be very dangerous. And on their day, they they will turn up and they will they will beat teams. But defensively, at the moment, they look terrible. They looked awful against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. First half, really especially, and an yeah. Arsenal side that were not in the best form and was sort of almost there for the taking really. I know Arsenal, I think Arsenal did play fairly well on Friday night, but if they could, if Villa could have got a quick start in that game and put them under pressure, the fans would have been against them. Like they just, it felt like it was, if they, it was there to take on the scruff of the neck and they just sort of, I think if it was a bit of tactical ineptitude from Smith and the way he lined up, but they just weren't particularly great. It's very that what you've said would be very similar for us. Their fans will be if we start quickly and get an early goal. Mm. Their fans will be very tense going into that. Well, yeah, I feel like I think that after the year they had last year and the way they finished, I think there was a quite a bit of hype and you know talk about them, weren't there, in social media? I remember because I, I listened to a lot of talk sport and you know they've always been in consideration with uh, with us and Everton. And Leicester to be fighting for those, you know, the the fifth, sixth, seventh spots, and mm. and at the moment they've not quite lived up to that just yet. And I think that the fan base will probably still be on that sort of 
hype train with it and thinking they're actually underachieving slightly and what they should be they should be pushing on from last year so they probably will get a little bit you know antsy with if if we do get that early goal you know mm. yeah no i, I, I was just looking watkins watkins has only got one goal in the league so far this season and that was uh, against Spurs. <laughs> upstep west ham but, but you compare yeah. that to last season when he was pretty much in everyone's fantasy team at some point and he scored yeah. 14 in the league. Yeah. So Yeah. If they if they're losing to Spurs, then yeah, they've got to be crap. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there'll be it won't be an easy game. They've got a good midfield. We'll have to we'll have to turn up. If we don't turn up, we could we could easily lose that. Yeah. Um, mm. I think that going into the game, we've got uh, you know, we're on the back of some clean sheets. You know, Bonar and Zuma are just—they're just creating such a good partnership at the moment. Um, I would like to think, even with the home crowd for Villa, I think that we can go into this game with the confidence that you know, man for man. I'm trying to think of what their outlet that would be that would worry us in the air. I don't worry about them. Set pieces, not overly. Don't worry about them. I think maybe getting in behind with Watkins probably could be a bit of a, a fear. Or um, when Dia yeah. and Bailey are, are good players, they easily yeah. can create chances. Like yeah. we shouldn't write them off. Yes, they've not settled in as much as people thought, but they can easily turn it on. So, I, yeah, I think Ben, when Dia, Bailey, Ings, and Watkins, it's they've just. They, they don't seem to know a system that suits all these players yet, though, which is the key. Yeah. And I'm hoping that doesn't... They don't find that on um, Sunday. Got there eventually. Yeah, yeah, eventually. <laughs> I just I just think that... Like, yeah, Jamie, I, I agree that, you know, they, they can be dangerous. And you've got, you got your McGinn's and players like that that will literally put a shift in and they will make a game very, very difficult for you. Um but I do think that at the moment with West Ham, their mentality is so, so uh, positive and don't give up that they will fight to the very last whistle to just to even get a point. So uh, even if we do go a goal down by any chance, I will always, for once in our probably in a long time that we can have faith that these boys are just going to get something back. They're just going to have the belief to get something back. And... You know, like when we go into predictions, I'll probably sort of I'll explain a bit more my, my thought process. But yeah, it's going to be a tough game. They're not going to make it easy for us as usual. Home team, not going to are they? But I know. We did look at our away record as well as we sort of spoke about last yeah. week. Was it? Um, yeah, we won seven and drawn two of our last nine away games, which makes twenty nine to twenty to win an interesting price. Mm, great price. Back, back McKinney to get booked as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, got, I was going to say he got booked on Friday, but pretty much everyone got booked on Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two lads I needed to get booked on Friday. Oh. <laughs> How many bookings is Sue check on, by the way? I'm not uh, sure. Because I think he's probably on three now, isn't he? <laughs> Because he, he's, he's got to be oh. careful. Unless he's got away with a few and not actually got booked for him. Thomas Suchek has got one yellow card. Is that it? Oh, right. <laughs> so he must have been getting away with quite a few. Because I've, I, you know, like sometimes you just think, oh, we've got to be careful with that one. Rice is, on, Rice is on three. Antonio Fornals are on two. Abona, Zuma, okay. Suchek. Well, five, on isn't it, for one. one match ban? Right, yeah. until Christmas. Yeah. Until Christmas, yeah. Uh, fine then. Let's go. We're all right. Well, right. Well, let's let's do predictions for this one then. Um, Matt, what you got? 2-0 West Ham win 4-0. First goal scorer. That's mine. Done. Pick it then. Pick it then. I'm going to go 2-0, but I'm not going to... Did you say 4 nails? I did indeed. Oh, no, I'm not. I think Bowen's due another, uh, an early a goal. So I'm going to go for uh, Bowen. What do you mean, due a goal? Didn't you just got a first goal? No, what I meant, I mean, <laughs> rather than being the third goal, I mean the first one. <laughs> Jamie? 2-1 uh, um, West Ham. And I'm going to go for... 
I'm going to go for Danny Ings. I think we come from behind. Ooh, bold. I'm going to go 3 1 West Ham. Antonio. That is probably the top scorer in the leagues this season for a reason. Yeah. I mean, only behind Salah and Vardy. And no, Jamie, it's not because of Antonio I've picked, because most people pick Antonio. I had a nice one with, I've had one with Lanzini and one with Fornells that have got me. Can I just, yeah, but imagine not making Salah your captain. I had him captain all week and I thought, (laughs) I'll tell you what. Sonny always does that against us. And I thought, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. And he goes and does that. Yeah. It I'd, have had under I'd have had 100 points this week. I'd have been flying. So that's, a good, that's a good segue. Should we move on to that section? Yes, uh, let's do it. You, you can. I'm going to love you and leave you all here. Okay. Um, I've got something to go and do. So you can we'll talk discuss FPL. your team. You can talk FPL without me. Yes, Matt, that's exactly it. While, while, eating, <laughs> while eating my dinner because I'm fat. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'll see you all later. Um, I'll sat now, come in your hands, and I'll see you boys soon. See you later. See you later, guys. See you on the other side. Fantasy Premier League. Right, well, boys, while we're, we're talking about Daryl, uh, just then, let's have a look at Daryl's... Um, he think. slipped down the table. He um, did slip down the table. There he you is. Love to see it. Um, so he made Sonny's captain. He got four points, but um, he, he's done well across the board, though. Like, but, you know he what left, but he left twenty-two points there. If he'd put yeah. salary, but he also had Dennis. If he had Dennis in ahead of, to be fair, you're never going to put Dennis in ahead of like Ronaldo, are you? So there, like, I don't know who he would have dropped for Dennis. <laughs> Dennis, um, I'm going to uh, quickly have a look. I'll show you what I know. I'm going to go on my one quickly, right? Really annoyed, actually, because I've got Alonso, oh. Aspilicueta, oh. and Lukaku. For you, for you, mean? No, the right? best bit was the amount of people that went Havertz in. Havertz is the one to get in against Norwich. And then the you stat mean, came mate. out and they went... Every single person in the Chelsea team that started on Saturday didn't blank apart from Havertz. This is yeah. why I hate fantasy Premier League. Three Chelsea players, none of them got any points. To be fair, we knew Lukaku was injured. Yeah. I didn't until last minute and I was like, damn. <laughs> um, big, I made I've one big mistake. Quite a, bit, a, lot, a lot of my play, I've not checked my fantasy team at the moment. <laughs> but um, we've got uh, and the other thing was, obviously, I got the captain with Salah, but I took Trent out because of he's not been playing. Trent's been a differential. The ownership is quite low on him this year. He's like less than 25%, I think. Yeah, because it's ridiculous. Games he's just not been playing. Like the but, time, the but he was like, injured. Like when he's said, fit, uh, put him in, and then that week he gets a, he gets a strain. But he's, so his ownership played. is 25.2%. So, yeah. That's probably just gone up as well because he's just got a clean sheet and an assist. Yeah, so but, go 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 to Jamie's team because uh, there's something quite I, funny on that one. Yeah, I right. made one big mistake in my team. Number you six, look at his bench. Oh no! Yeah, that was, <laughs> that wow. was my big mistake. Smith Rowe. Yeah, yeah. Like Trellisman, Jamie put Smith Rowe on the bench this week, and he's gone yeah. into uh, obviously he's got 13 points on the bench. <laughs> Like if I put in that ahead of like Rafinha or Zaha, I'd have been on for a world deal. Like look at my defence. I had Livermento, yeah, Trent, and Rudiger. Livermento has been such a great player for me. Like not, not as good I... as my defence, mate. My defence was on fire this week. Yeah, let's have a look. At, I went uh, five. I went five at the back. Migs. I went. I, I intended on going five at the back, but yeah, hundred and six points. What a game week, Matt. What a game week. Chilwell Jeez. twelve points. Concello one. Alexander Arnold, 10. Rudiger, 9. Livramento, 9. 41 points from your back five. Ridiculous. And then you've got obviously Salah, captain, Antonio scoring. Although I bet you're a bit gutted a little bit than Rafinha and Benrahma. That's two points. That's that's nothing at the end of the grand scheme of things. It's so little difference. Mm. So, obviously, you're not putting Benrahma in your team for a clean sheet bonus. You're putting him in there for goals and assists, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, when are you going to do... 
regarding these two, then maybe Rafina and Vardy. Still waiting for more information. Uh, I haven't heard anything about either of them yet, so mm. I'm going to hold out until after the midweek fixtures and see what's happening. Yeah. Um, hopefully Vardy comes back because he's got a pretty good record against Arsenal, um, who they play this week. So right. and Rafinha's got Norwich, so really it's games that you want them both there for. But yeah, um, the thing I need to do now is I need to get rid of Adam Armstrong because he's he's not starting. They're starting Brozier up top instead of him. So right. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, uh, I took, I took the Kaku. I know I probably shouldn't. I guarantee he'll score three goals this week. I took the Kaku out, and because um, Chelsea have got such a good squad rotation, and games like when they play Norwiches and stuff, they don't tend to play him for. So, I, I do. I do like think he's going to be out for about a month. So yeah. So, I think Rafinha as well is a player you don't get rid of because they don't play a team above a four rating until December. Like they've got Norwich Firmino next. In. I put Firmino uh, in for Lukaku because I thought Liverpool are on fire at the moment. Yeah, I, I don't actually hate that. Not a bad shout. Yeah, and he's a lot mm. cheaper, so you can then go and get like a Son in your midfield or another really good midfield. Why would you want to get Son in your midfield? <laughs> because Tottenham's... <laughs> Tottenham's I've, I've actually not got any transfers better. left. I've only... Look, I've still got six million to spend, but oh, I'm not. Jesus, mate, that's a lot of money you're leaving in the kitty. Yeah, like, but wow. I've not. But, I, but I'm, I don't want to lose points. But like, I'm looking at it, you've got someone like Allen who doesn't really bring anything. Like, yeah, or but he's only in, yeah, but he's only in the team though, Jay, because like Kufal is injured. Yeah, but then you've back. got someone like Lucadia. Like, you've got six million there. That is an instant upgrade to like. Vardy or someone else like I would rather take a minus four to get Lacadia into another striker who's going to get minutes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Who would you swap out though? Because obviously he's been quite well, quite good, isn't he at the moment? Bueno, bueno, keeping bueno, bueno. but you know, but he's obviously he's uh... probably uh, probably to be honest with you, Alonso, well, you start Alonso, but he's probably Chilwell looks like he's got to be starting now, so Alonso's yeah. the one there that. Or Alan, you take out like he's he's not a point. I mean, he's like whatever I decide, guarantee the other person. I, I don't like, hate the shout of like Hwang, uh, He Chung Won, Hwang from Wolves. He's playing up top a lot at the moment uh, with Raul Jimenez. Um, yeah, I don't. I feel there's a few options out there. Like I don't think Abamyang's a terrible shout. Like he's playing a lot more. He's like his numbers are pretty good. Yeah, I could technically, quite... technically, I could probably afford Mane. <laughs> I've got five, I've got 10, oh no, I've got 10, 10.6 million. I can't afford Mane actually. So I've got 10.6 million to spend if I got rid of Lacardia. But yeah, but Mane you can get yeah, you could go, you could go out and get whoever you want, but obviously, it just depends how, yeah, how much of a hit you're willing to take. Down, it's know, quite a tough. I, I think the main thing with this game week, if you didn't have Salah, you're instantly behind the eight ball because it weren't the best game week, and Salah literally just saved loads of people. Yeah, because there was a lot of people that had um, Vardy stock as captain because Brentford's quite open. But yeah, thankfully I was on the right track with Salah as captain. I just can't believe how good he's been this year. Ridiculous. He's on, he's on, he's on another level <clears throat> right now. Yeah, like all this talk about him being, you know, best player in the world at the moment, you can't really argue with him, can you? I'm a bit annoyed. I'm a bit annoyed because I'm in about 10 leagues and about six or seven of them, I'm second. It's like, yeah, like this one. (laughs) No, but like the the leagues I've got about 10 people in, I'm second, and most of them are to Willow, who's absolutely flying. Yeah, Yeah, Willow's annoying. Talking to Willow. Let's go on. He's there. He's, he had a, a big bench this week. Mm. Uh, there you go. He did get someone subbed points. on. Yeah, he had Christensen starting oh, who got subbed out. Wang so on yeah, eight. Never meant okay for the bench for him. Yeah. Foden's been well, on it? Foden's been fantastic. Foden's been fantastic. He's seven overall rank. Yeah, he's, 29, he's in the top 30k overall. That's, That's incredible. 
That George, George Kent that I work with, he was in the top 5,000, wasn't he? He's dropped. <laughs> but it's so no, easy. No. It is really tight, apparently, this year. Like, he's so my easy. brother ended up this week with 112 points, and he is uh, 5,785th in the world. Wow. No one likes, no one likes a show-off. He is. <laughs> like, yeah, he's a bastard. Because mm. he had Salah captain, and then he had James Livermento, Alexander Arnold. He had Foden. It's just getting points everywhere, prick. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, let's call it there for the old fantasy. Anyone else talk about anything else? You are my fantasy. Oh, thank you. Um, no, uh, I, I guess Darryl... I'll round it off. Then seeing as Daryl's abandoned us, so uh, yeah, as we said earlier, all the socials are out there: Facebook, Twitter, um, like us and subscribe on YouTube. And there is only one thing left to say. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. You irons. <laughs>